Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Um, Everybody seems to be enjoying this fabulous weather, but by the time you're listening to us, it will probably be windy and cold as the front comes through. But, you know, it's one of those wonderful things that you just got to enjoy it while you can. I don't know That's if they correct. call this Indian summer because Indian summer usually is around the middle of October. But God knows with all the craziness we've had with weather patterns, this could be it. So suck it up. That's what I was wondering if that's the case. But Were you? Yeah, I was wondering, is it or not? You're wondering what? Is this Indian summer or isn't it? Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know what it's considered. Like what's, yeah. So whatever. We're good. 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 Well, I just remember that uh, my sister and her now husband were married around the 14th, 15th of October. And uh, I, I don't know how many years ago. It's like 30 plus, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, 35, 40. Uh, but anyway, that particular weekend that she got married, it was just like this in the 80s. And, you know, we all had dresses that she actually made, our, um, our bridesmaid dresses. And they had long sleeves. And they were made of a, a kind of a silky material. And I, I was remembering going into the place where the wedding was, which was, I think, I don't remember the name of the cathedral in downtown Philadelphia, the big monster one. It, that's where the service was held. But then we all went back to the double tree that's in Plymouth Meeting. And anybody who goes up and down the turnpike knows that you can see that building uh, about, I don't know, half a mile into it as you're coming out of Philadelphia onto the Northeast Extension. And it was just, it was a beautiful day like this. And I remember being outside 
and everybody wanted nobody wanted to go in to the wedding ceremony or to the wedding reception because it was such a gorgeous day and it it truly was indian summer because that was the middle of october there you go i don't know what i don't know what we call this i'm not sure but delayed summer yes and it's going to be rudely interrupted by the cold front that's coming through yeah and i'm okay with that too i'm okay yeah well i have no choice what are you going to do i better be we have no No, choice on anything that's it and so how is your is your garden all dead now yeah yeah well there's a few peppers uh we got two more eggplants there's a couple little ones still there there's a few poblanos um a couple little things we have some red onion in another section but that's about it um you know all my flowers were taken down joe got we took everything off well joe did everything Mm -hmm. the other day and so they're all gone all my pots are cleared out and rinsed off and ready to be put away and it's sad. My some of my my herbs are still up though. I still have those, but yeah. um, I, it, I always I love this time because I love fall. But I hate when you see the flowers leaving. I just don't like yes. it. Mhm. I don't either. Oh, and it's nice while all the wonderful colors are on the trees. But once all the leaves fall off the trees, that's a very depressing time for me. It is. I don't, I don't like is. that. I, no, yep. I don't like it. But we have no choice. There you go again. There we are. So what's happening in your world? Anything exciting? Mm, well, um, no, I mean, it's it's busy. It's We have the gala coming up. We have the walk. When you're listening to mm-hmm. us, we'll be in the middle of it already. Um, so that's happening. So the tents are all up and was over at McDade Park today for a little bit, going back tomorrow. So that's all up and ready and ready to go. And um, then, the you know, working on the gala. So it's just busy. We have this violence seminar coming up in um, at Marywood on the 14th, next Thursday. I'll talk a little bit about that later. Mm-hmm. But um, so went went to a lunch at Sibio's with the gals who are organizing that. And... Uh, so that was a nice time yesterday and nice to see people. And so we'll see how that all goes. But that's you know, just in general, went to um, running, just running around. I was going to say went to New York, but that was the week before. I'm like a little off on my times here. <laughs> but we um, okay. talked to because I, I think I talked to Sean so much. He's going away. Um, for nine days, well, a little bit longer. Uh, he finished his clerkship, his federal clerkship, oh. and uh, he was with the judge in Brooklyn for the last year, and now he starts back in his law firm. And um, But he's off until the very end of October, so he's going away and taking advantage of some time off and to go yeah. away. So, yeah, so he's good, and everybody else is uh, doing okay. How about you? That's good. Yeah. Uh, well, we have a little bit of an issue with Mr. Hobbs. Um, I took him to see. Why? Well, I took him to see the great Dr. Genova this morning. And um, we determined that he had a, a, a cyst growing underneath his tongue. 
and it was um, very weird. I noticed some changes in his behavior. The largest change is the fact that he was extremely affectionate and wouldn't leave my side. You know, and I thought, well, there's something wrong here. But anyway, um, he even people that were around him that knew him to be very standoffish and very um, quick to, uh, you know, to pull the trigger. Um, he, he loves to cry and carry on if you get into his space. And as anybody would come to the front door, he would get down so low to the ground and run either downstairs into the basement or upstairs into the bedrooms. And he seemed to be much more passive than he had ever been. So I took him to a primary vet uh, on Monday of this week, and I thought they were going to say that he had an abscess on his tooth or something because I noticed that he usually eats crunchy food, loves it. I can hear him cracking it in there when he's going for it, but there was nothing. There was nothing like that. And he had all this saliva dripping out of his mouth. And I thought, this is most bizarre. There's something wrong here. So I took him up to the doctor on Monday, and she looked at him and said, as soon as she opened his, his mouth, she said to me, oh, my goodness. I said, what? She said, I thought it was his, might have been his teeth, but look at this lump under his tongue. And I said, oh, my God. It was, a, it was like the size of a walnut. It was a big lump and it explained just about everything why he wasn't crunching the food anymore he wouldn't eat his treats he wouldn't do anything so what i realized was that the saliva thing was all about trying to soften the food so that he could eat it so then i started giving him wet food you know moist food from the can and that was fine he was able to slurp that up and I noticed that much of the saliva stuff was disappearing, but I didn't, I didn't realize that this is what was going on. I really thought that it was going to be that he had an abscess in his tooth or something. So as it turned out, I took him to see Dr. Genova from Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center, one of the friends of our show. And she looked at it this morning and said that she thought it was a, a kind of a a natural response to an irritant that somehow on the floor of his mouth, he must have gotten something that either cut it or whatever, but it developed some scar tissue. And then this whole mass just developed outside of it as a way of protecting this thing. She did, did not think it was cancerous, but she said, I can tell you that what we can do, which we will do on Monday, is have him go in the morning and put him under. And she said, the way that this cyst is developed, we can uh, cauterize it, and the whole thing will just come off in one lump piece. And then we can take it somewhere and have it uh, biopsied. I said, fine. So she said, you know, I'm, I'm not that worried about it, but we talked about pain pills. And, uh, you know, she gave me some and said, if he shows any signs of pain, I said, there's a big question. Because cats 
more so than dogs, um, are very, very skilled at hiding pain. They just, they do not want anybody to know. I said, so I know that. So what am I going to look for? And she said, if he starts rubbing the side of his face up against your leg or furniture or something like that, she said, that might be an indication if he never did that before. But I said, he does. He does do that and and has done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm? So I said, I don't know that. I don't know that that's going to tell me anything, but she said, well, take these anyway. And, you know, when, when you, if you see that he's in pain or he seems to be having a problem, fine. Um, you know, then give him one of these. And, and it's a little shot that you give him inside of his mouth and it's not, it doesn't have a needle in it, but it's got a little bit of a, a creamy formula that just has to go into the, the side of his cheek. And she said, don't worry about it if he spits it out or doesn't, because it's going to get in there. And I said, fine. So I will try that this evening. He does not seem in any way compromised uh, with pain at this moment. He ate a full meal, and he seems to be just fine. So if he starts getting a little bit grumpy or whatever, then I will I will give it to him. But... He's, uh, he seems to be doing okay. He still cries. He still runs around, chases after Calvin, does all the things that he normally does. So, ah. But we'll have to see. Stay tuned. The, the saga continues. We'll, we'll give you an update next week. And in the meantime, yes. we'll be right back. We're going to take a okay. quick break. Thanks to the Laurie and Lynn show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News. And I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am a certified financial planner and uh, <laughs> I forgot 
What am I? I don't know. Certified Financial Planner and Managing Director of Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I just wanted to read an article that I thought was fabulous because I know we've talked about this woman before. Her name is Lynn Slater, and she's been uh, everywhere. Uh, Even, I guess it was GoDaddy did a thing on her about her website, blah, blah, blah. And she's just notorious for totally embracing her age and the things that she does in regard to how she approaches accepting her age. And this one, she hasn't posted in a while. I haven't seen it anyway, but this one is called How to Be Old. And I loved it. And she said this is just unfinished. That's the way she put it. So there was a photo here, which you obviously can't see, but I would hope that the way she describes everything about this particular photo, you can see it in your mind because it's really well descriptive. So she brings up some wonderful concepts about aging. And I I just want to share this with our listeners. She said, this is not the first time I have taken a series of self-portraits in my hallway. These photos are reflections that appear in the full-length framed mirror that stands at the bottom of a staircase and leads to the upper reaches of my home. I am dressed in something, a garment that prompts me to think and write. I am seated on a step covered with old carpeting we have yet to remove. Above me is a small platform where one can pause a moment before you climb the last three stairs, where you finally reach the second floor. It is my granddaughter's favorite perch. It is where she retreats to be by herself, but is still close enough to those of us below. It's an in-between up and down. It reflects her developmental challenge at age nine, navigating her growing independence and the, the times she may feel ambivalent about it. In the photo, you can see an unpainted sheetrock ceiling and some plaster cracks in the wall that need repair. I don't mind them today. Tomorrow I might, much the same way I feel about the crevices that appear in my aging body, those spaces between bones that get smaller. When they meet, they will cause pain. I looked at my Instagram and found that I posted the last stairway self-portrait when I was writing my memoir and taking care of my grandson. It does not escape my attention that hallways are passageways that take us from an entry point and lead to another more significant rooms. I often linger in my hallway because I love the dark brown of the original oak front door, the stained glass window at the foot of the stairs and the antique Killam hand-knitted rug 
That's spelled K-I-L-I-M. It is vibrant with the same colors that appear in the stained glass. Of any space in my home, the morning light there is extraordinary. It occurs to me that perhaps I linger there because there is something about a liminal space and time that gives me more pleasure than actually getting through to the other side. I like to rest in it. It is where I discover my most creative self, perform my favorite activities, reading, research, learning something new, and meeting people with whom to have an interesting conversation. It is where I am becoming something, but not yet there. Or perhaps it is simply because I am in that in-between time of a book being written and fully edited and when it is published and out in the world. I can relate to that one. (laughs) Yeah. At the end of this hallway is my lemon yellow and celery green kitchen. We finished our kitchen as well as the pergola, my shed, a patio, a platform at the edge of our property that allows us to take in the marshland's view below, a fence and the garden beds outside. The spring and summer made us want to invest more time on the outside. The colder weather turns our attention indoors. My cheery kitchen is the space where I warmed bottles, nestled my sleeping grandson in a gray baby carrier so I could write. The bottles remain as there are days he is sick or his daycare is closed, and he comes to us. When it's cold, I will make tea from the tied and drying chocolate mint from my herb garden. There is the first of my bouquets from Trader Joe's on the table as the flowers in my garden no longer bloom. Mm -hmm. The vase collects, contains the rich colors of fall, yellow, shades of burgundy, amber, the same round, dark stained oak arts and crafts table is where I am writing this morning after taking my self-portrait. It's the first time there is sun in over a week. In the self-portrait, I wear overalls and silk pajama top. The overalls are black denim, and the pajama top is a brown and black vintage-looking print. I am enthralled by the sleeve and elongated cuff. Pajama tops and denim jeans are the uniform I introduce my readers to in the epilogue of my book. Overalls, just another form of denim. Pajamas and overalls, rest and work, silk and denim. Fragility and protection, light and heavy, feminine and masculine, old and young, body and mind, sensuality and asceticism, all feelings, identities, and needs living in the threads and fibers of the clothes I choose to wear today, all living in me. All imply finding balance as I move into what comes into my life after providing full-time daycare and the completion of a book. Now that I am 70, there is something satisfying about my home being unfinished. I am not in a rush because then our interaction with our home will become passive. We will only sit in it, sleep in it, eat in it, 
Restoring and renovating means action, implies a process. It moves. It also feels luscious for me to feel I am unfinished, that I too need some restoration and renovation, that my interaction with my life and community will be active, not passive, that I am not done. Perhaps this is pushing away of what it means at my age to be finished. Or it could just be the feeling one has at any age when they utter the words, I'm finished. It could be a shout of joy, a completion, a desperate feeling one is done for, an achievement or a termination. Not everything about me is defined by being old. Although I am 70, I am a young writer. Like my house, I am unfinished. It does not escape me that I probably got an agent and a book contract with a well-known publisher because of my Instagram following rather than a body of literary work that shows I deserve it. I want to deserve it. This is probably what stops me from moving to paid subscriptions. Many of you who will read this have told me countless times that you love my writing. Some of you have pledged money to support my writing. I assure you, I am not putting myself down here. I'm really okay about being unfinished with writing. As I read the galleys of my book, I identify ideas I could have elaborated on and scenes I could have described more fully and poetically. A better turn of phrase. My blog and substack reveal essays that could have taken an interesting turn but did not. I read writers to show me how far I can go with language. If I keep at this and treat it as a craft, I am in the early stages of developing. I've signed up for two writing classes, one this month, another next. We're heading to a literary festival in Vermont in a week. This week, I've set up meetings with new writers of all ages in the little city where I live and have reached out across the internet to older, more experienced ones for advice. Each action I take as a young writer releases energy and a desire to keep myself well so I can do this. I bike so I may write. And I think we'll have to stop there because we have to take a break. No, no, not yet. You're good. Okay. All right. You're good. You still have a couple more. All right. We've decided now that it is fall. We'll finish the hallway and start in the dining room. While the walls and the ceiling of the dining room are sheetrocked and ready for our attention, I've been scouring Etsy and eBay for secondhand overalls made in Japan to add to my collection of vintage Levi's. I own a pair of Gap overalls that I wore last in the early 90s when I was taking creative writing classes in New York City. Parenting, work, and family demands always seem to interrupt my desire to write. Something unfinished that kept tugging on my sleeve. I have a hole upstairs and an enclosed front porch to keep, to keep us busy, as well as a detached garage that could use some sprucing up. There will be more classes to take, more literary events to attend, more opportunities to grow, more challenging trails to ride our bikes on. Our granddaughter will probably move upstairs and use her tablet in one of the rooms. She might even close the door. Her brother will want to climb up the stairs to be with her. 
Our house will be active and interacting with all of us who visit, inhabit, and work on it. None of us are finished. We're all on the move, no matter how old we are in this house. And then she asked the question, what's your unfinished business? Say that again, because I was interrupted by doggies, if you heard that. I know, I heard <laughs> Sorry, I tried to get it off. That's Say okay. That again. What, is your what? She, what is your unfinished business? Oh, boy. Wow. That was a good one, Lynn. It was. There's a lot of questions in there. So, a lot. Yeah. So um, I forget. Are we ready for a break? Yeah, we are. Now we are. Okay. One more. So why don't we, <laughs> yeah, we're good. Why don't we just take a break and we'll come back and talk about that. What's your unfinished okay. business? Yeah. All right. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn show. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem... Just one phone call. I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account, uh, my payroll taxes. They take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans, and I am a certified financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And in the last segment, we were talking about an article that a woman named Lynn Slater wrote. recognizing the fact that she likes to be in the midst of things that are unfinished because it so gives us some inspiration to keep going and never feeling like it's done. Um, 
she can relate that to her life that as long as she continues to have projects that are incomplete then she doesn't feel like she's finished either so her question to everyone who was reading this was what's your unfinished business so Ms. Cadden what is your unfinished business oh boy well I could go on and on and on and on but there are many things I still want to do in my house that um, so I can relate to that feeling and Mm -hmm. I do like that sense of like Meyer always yells at me because he said can't always on to the next thing or always your mind's always on to the next thing and and it and it does because once I finish something I look to finish something else so I'm automatically thinking of what's next what's next before the other part is completely finished so it's always mm-hmm. in the finishing of one thing that I think of what has to be done next. That's sort of the way I think. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I do, and I get in trouble for it from him because he's like, we just did this, you just, and I, I know, but it's just how I think. So that kind of stuff, I think, is things because what she's saying about the flowers and the gardens and being in your yeah. house and, you know, the colder weather you turn inside, when you're outside, you think of being out there. It is true. It's just you. what I like most, and I know that COVID has made a change in a lot of people in their opinion regarding their house. Like I just like to be here, whether it's the summer outside or inside, I like my house. So um, no matter what, to me, it's always something that's a work in progress as to her point, so am I in many ways. Changes and mm-hmm. and the opportunity and things that you just want to keep holding on to. So I just think yeah. life is unfinished all the time. So that I, I don't have a distinct answer other than I think it's just like, you know, <clears throat> everything seems a little unfinished when you're older because you just don't have those goals like you did you know when you were younger you wanted to do different things and have a family and and get married or this that or the other and you accomplish those things i think when you get older and you're living your life and you enjoy it you just want to you know just um, you don't want anything to be finished so she's right that's that's yeah i don't really have an answer yeah i think that um you reach that point of um i don't want to call it acceptance because that's not quite what it is but it's it's an un, it's an acceptance of the fact that life will never be finished you're never finished with anything there's no. always more there's always something and and to be comfortable in that space of being unfinished and a lot of people are not you know they always want it done and right. move on to the next thing and i think that she's right in the sense that there is some sense of accomplishment when you finish something and like for instance when what she said about the book um, I have to say that was one of the biggest accomplishments in my life was to have written a book and got to the point where it was edited and published and it was it was just an amazing thing that I can't believe that I did it but I did with a lot of encouragement and help from a lot of people 
it, it became, it was from something that was just in my head and became a physical reality. And that's what I'm saying is when I saw that, that first copy of the book that was sent to me, it was the most bizarre feeling in the world. It was yeah. actually a physical thing that didn't just exist in my head or on a piece of paper on a computer. It actually was a book. And when I right. would get them, you know, and, and like we did the thing that time with Nada at her store and we did a book signing and I ordered, uh, I don't know how many, 20 books that were drop shipped to there. And just to open that up and see there's 20 books. Wow. That was awesome. It was really amazing. It was, uh, it, and I said it was almost like giving birth. You know, there's yeah. my baby. That's it. So that only took me five years of gestation, but <laughs> wow, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Dear God. Anyway, um, yeah, I just I think that as you age, you do feel more comfortable with things being unfinished. Um, and, and I'm not talking about physical things, but um, things in your life that maybe didn't go as planned. Um, that kind of stuff, you know, and I, I don't think there's any, there's any shame in having something be unfinished because I believe that when it's unfinished, it also allows for other opportunities that you may never have even thought of that could shift and change completely the end result that you thought you would have. And sometimes right. that's some of the richest stuff in the world. I love it. Right. So I'm, I'm with her. I'm, I'm, my unfinished business is an inspiration. You know, it's just the stuff you say you want to do that you've always wanted to do. And, well, you know, you have your chance. And there you go. So, enough philosophizing. <laughs> um, <laughs> you've got a bunch of things that you want to talk about well, that are going on this weekend. That it's uh, the event that's happening at Marywood University in Nazareth Hall. It's, it's uh, next Thursday, the 12th of October, from 6:30 to 8:30. It's a community com- a community confronts violence, um, a a um, new vision, and it's an initiative of Defenders of Democracy. And the objective is development of a collaborative community, violence perfect for. Violence protect for bleh, violence prevention strategies. Development of a collaborative community violence prevention strategy. And the keynote speaker is a gentleman by the name of Michael Fanone. He is a former DC Metropolitan Police Officer. Fanone nearly lost his life during the attack on the Capitol. He has written a new book. It's called Hold the Line. And also Dr. Um, we have uh, Dr. Matthew Schaefer, who's an expert on threat, on threat assessments, and he's the director of psychological services at Marywood University. So it is free to the public. It's uh, presenting sponsors is uh, Monthly Law, and it will be, be a nice evening. So it, again, it is free to the public, so feel free to stop over and um, listen to this guy and his um, perspective on the happenings and you know as he talks about his book and 
and then you have um, Dr. Matthew Schaefer who will talk about, um, you know, from a psychological standpoint, um, uh, from and he's a, a professor at Marywood. So it'll be it'll be a nice uh, evening of information. Let's put it that way. Um, and the Defenders of Democracy are a group of ladies who are, um, you know, trying to make some uh, information available. I don't know exactly the, the, the exact mission statement, but, uh, you know, voting and, and it's stuff that's, that's out there that we need to be able to um, understand and, and hopefully get some knowledge because knowledge is power. So uh, with, us, with me the other day, as I uh, said, we went to lunch was uh, Marianne Laporta and uh, Sandra Myers. Natalie Gelb, uh, Lexi Kelly, Ma, uh, Sam Maloney, and uh, Sandy Lamana. So there's some of the ladies who are part of this, and they, you know, they're very happy that they could get this um, gentleman to come in and speak, and it will be quite informative. So anybody interested, it is free to the public. Again, 6:30 at Nazareth Hall at Marywood University, and. Um, Come and join us October 12th, next Thursday night. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there so people knew that that was happening and what was going on with it. Okay. So, yeah. And so we'll walk, see how that well, goes. The walk, the walk will be uh, It'll be in four. Yes, it'll be over by the time we hear this. You won't, okay. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. We're all good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else going on in the community? Uh, wasn't there supposed to be a, a, a thing about the mural? Is that this evening? Yep, that's, hap- that's happening on, yes, well, it'll be when you're listening. It had happened last night, the uh, office mural, um, as Rose was on last week, talking about the um, formal dedication of the office mural, which is in on Lackawanna Avenue, <clears throat> uh, right in between. It's, it's on the... Um, the uh, old, the, the, it's in the building which was Scranton National Bank building, which Community Bank has their offices in. It's on the corner of uh, Lackawanna and North Washington, and there's another smaller building, and it's on that mur- it's on that wall. Then there's a parking lot, and then Coney Island is right next to it. So you get a great mm-hmm. view of it coming um, headed west on Lackawanna Avenue. So the yeah. artist will be there. And um, there'll be a, a, dedic- a formal dedication. So people have seen it. It's not like it's covered. You can see it when you walk by. But as Rose was saying, which is interesting, there's a QR code there, which you can um, use and find out um, information about the office walk and all of the historic the places that were mentioned on the show and how you can walk there and go to see it if you're visiting. Or if you're not visiting, just to know what they were. I have so. to tell you something funny. I don't know if you watched last night. They had Celebrity um, Jeopardy last night. I did. I did. Did you see Brian Baumgartner? I did. Yep. <laughs> and he got and the question about the so. capital of the state of Pennsylvania. And yes. the, the three choices were Scranton, for, Pittsburgh, and Harrisburg. And Harrisburg. And, yeah, I saw that. And Ken Jennings looked at him and said, well, you know it's not Scranton. Yes, 
exactly. That was so funny. And he also and he also talked about the fact, which I think is hysterical, that he never made chili in his life except for yes. ten, and he never had anything to do with it until that episode. And now he has a cookbook about chili, which is hysterical because that that it episode, is. not that I saw because I never really watched it because I just I don't know why I couldn't get into it, but that. It's mm-hmm. played over and over and over again, and how he almost makes it, and the whole damn mm-hmm. big pot just spills all. It's hysterical. <laughs> and he's been back to visit us many times. That yes, guy. Yes, he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and well, I didn't good. know who that. I didn't know who that woman was who won. Actually, I didn't know Neither her. Neither did I. Neither so did I. I. Had to, I did a little Wikipedia on her to see what who she <laughs> was. So. Um, but she? yeah, she was good. They were good. She played in things. She was on um, the own network. She had, I don't know, she was on a, a couple different shows and, and none that I, that were like, you know, ringing out. I, mean, I just, she, but she was good. She's a sweetheart. Her mother was mm-hmm. from Sicily. Remember, she said they're yep. my people and she said people, Italy. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it said that her mom yep. was from Sicily. So. Anyway, but yeah, that was a good one. That was like two hours long, Lynn. Yes, it or was. Or an hour and a half or something crazy. Yeah. And of course, you like noticed the... that the, the, Lynn, did you notice that the questions were much more um, low level intellect there? Yeah, <laughs> called they called dumbed down. Yeah, totally <laughs> dumbed down. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's yeah. okay. That's fine. They, that's went, okay. they did it for charity, yeah. and that's good. There you go. Anyway, so we're going to take a break. Or no, we're not. Oh, we're going to end. We're end, baby. I keep forgetting that. All right. So, mm-hmm. everyone, um, enjoy your weekend. Thank you again for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.